Hello, and welcome to the Fan Fiction Book Club podcast, a weekly podcast that explores the good, the bad, and the fringy of fan fiction, hosted by me, Ollie, and my lovely co-host, Poppy, Hi, SD, Hey, and T-Stan. Hello! Every month, we scour the internet to bring you four different fanfic reads, and our theme this month is Twilight. Check out our website at fanfictionbookclub.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fanfictionados for the full lineup of stories for the month and to connect with us on the web. So, the fanfic we are discussing this week is A Lot Has Changed in Six Years by Anna Carroll 1003 on fanfiction.net. This story was written in April of this year and word count is 21,000 words. Um, it is tagged as Romance Crime, Bella Edward Jacob, and is rated teen. So this story was a pretty long one. There was 10 chapters, but I would, I think the chapters are fairly short. Um, with the last chapter being the epilogue. Um, so I'm just going to go over the author summary to start. It's a little bit dramatic, but it's been six years since I have seen Edward. His face still haunts me. He looks the same, but everything is different. As an FBI agent, I solved my first case only to be reminded of my past. The criminal I'm trying to put into jail isn't my only problem anymore. So when I was looking for stories, I was specifically looking for um, a Bella Edward fic. There was a lot of Bella and Edward, um, which does not really come as a surprise. But I was immediately drawn towards the tag for romance and crime, uh, mainly because I'm a big Criminal Minds fan. Criminal Minds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shamar Moore for the win. Or Derek Morgan is his character name. Derek Morgan, yes. <laughs> Morgan. Spencer Reed. Spencer Reed, Derek um, Morgan. Ship it. Yes, I ship it. <laughs> so, yeah, so being inspired by like Criminal Minds, I've watched not all the seasons, but most of the seasons, but that had me kind of captivated with the idea of murder, um, psychological profile, not to mention a good romance. So before I go into detail and hash out all 10 chapters of the story, do any of my co-hosts have any commentary to make? Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> like Ollie said, this story gave me hard Criminal Minds vibes. And um, I just recently started re-watching Criminal Minds on Netflix. They have all 10 seasons. If anyone is interested, check it out. And we'll like get more into it later. But Jacob gave uh-huh. me total uh, Derek Morgan vibes. Really? Yes. And for the whole story, I just imagined him being not being not even like not even looking anything like the um, Jacob described in the Twilight books or anything. It was just like it was Shamar yeah. Moore. Shamar Moore nice was for Jacob. And it made the story <laughs> much better. I wish I had thought of that instead of having Jacob's little baby face in my head. I know. I was just like, I was just like imagining Shamar Moore doing his baby girl thing that he does with Garcia. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Shamar Moore, talk to me like that. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) and Poppy and T-Stan are like, who the hell is that? Look him up. He's handsome. 
Okay. Gorgeous. Google him. I, I want live reactions. The Mar Moore. Oh, I know who that guy is. Yes, he's very yeah. handsome. Yes, he's and very his beautiful handsome. caterpillar eyebrows. His beautiful eyebrows. Oh my god. Grown to perfection. Oh. Beautifully groomed. <laughs> Okay. But that, okay. That was my one comment. So that was your one comment. Every, everyone hearing any of my comments about Jacob, uh, Jacob has been replaced by uh, Derek Morgan of Criminal Minds. From here on now, I will just put his face over Jacob's. I know. And maybe put no. It, it becomes it becomes like a much better story once you do that. So yeah, Shamar Moore, great eyebrows, replace Jacob. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. The ground greens there. Um, so yeah, so let's get into things. So this story is in Bella's point of view. Um, Bella is FBI as well as Jacob. Uh, they both went to Quantico together and are uh, currently at the Seattle FBI. Um, Jacob and Bella in the story are very close, like in the books. Um, Jacob is still in love with her and... Uh, Bella just kind of ignores it because she wants to stay close friends with him as close as possible without going beyond friendship. Um, and so, yeah, so in the, as the story begins, Bella is making an arrest or she has already arrested um, a serial killer. She has been hunting for quite some time. Um, she had been investigating the string of murders and had become very involved because um, Bella's friend from high school, Angela, had been one of the victims. So Bella goes to the Wicker's trial, which is the serial killer's nickname, which disappointingly the author does not give any indication whatsoever of why he's called the Wicker. Or maybe that's his, like his last name. Um, Ollie. His, yes. I think his name is like John Wicker or something. But Wicker is his, his last, last name. name. His name is John this, Wicker. It's like this, really basic. It, did it say that? I did not see the, yeah. the, them giving him a name. I think the other guy's first name is like Jeff. So I don't think they were going major on the NPCs. Oh. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm thinking of is John Wick, like, like the Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, God. <laughs> His name was like, it was John Wicker or Jeff Wicker. It was like J, J something Wicker. <laughs> wow. Fun fact. Well, um, um, so yeah, so she goes to the trial uh, for this wicker guy and is very shocked to find out that um, his defense attorney is none other than Edward Cullen. Beep, 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 beep. Um, so, yeah. so Bella's super shocked and very upset at this discovery um, that her ex is this like hotshot lawyer who will ultimately win the trial from what apparently she thinks would be due to his good looks and charm. So she leaves the trial and Edward follows her. I can't remember if it was like before or after the trial had started that this all happened. But um, we're pretty quick to find out that Bella has like severe trauma regarding Edward and his abandonment six years ago when he left her in the woods and told her that he didn't love her. Um, way later in the story, like 
the second to last chapter, um, we find out that Bella had almost completely dissociated herself from reality and had like hallucinations of Edward and was living this like lovelorn zombie state. But then one day she had enough, she sought help, went to college for law and psychology, um, went to Quantico and got a job in the FBI. Um, I think Bella was aiming, was trying to get some control of her life. And the best way to do that was to become a totally different person and to change not just her personality and general characteristics, but to change her name to Isabella and not Bella that Edward had used to call her. So the story goes on and Bella tries to convince Edward that Wicker is the serial killer and he had killed Angela and these other women. Um, and Edward apparently got no vibe from the man that he was a killer, but eventually comes to believe her after the Wicker, after Wicker comes to Bella's apartment and stabs her. Um, and from there, Edward is on her side by Jacob being completely against it. Okay. Start- I need to stop you for a minute. Can we go into a little more detail about how the whole wicker stabbing of Bella went down? Um, Also, I would like (laughs) to point out, I found his full name is Jerry Jerry Wicker, not Jerry. I I said J something wicker. (laughs) So I just, I just wanted to point that out because it's not a John Wick, like John Wick. No, it's it's not a John (laughs) Wick parody. (laughs) It was just a J name. Oh my gosh. So, Ollie kind of glossed over this, but um, Edward has an agenda for being a lawyer and taking on Bella's case because he's into Bella still after everything goes down. And he comes after all at her, these years. After all these years, he comes at her hard and tries her to go, tries to get her to go get coffee with him, and then she gets coffee with him. And he wants to, like, ask her about how she feels about him and what she's been up to. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it with you. And then she gets up to leave. And then somehow he convinces her that he should follow her to her apartment to get something. I don't remember what. And then to uh, to, uh, was it grabbing an evidence file or something? Yeah, because Edward doesn't believe that Jerry Wicker is... uh, is guilty for killing people um and so bella's like i will show you all the evidence i have uh give me five minutes to show you all the evidence i have against this guy and then you can have five minutes to ask me any question you want right Uh, yeah that's what that's what happens and so she has edward wait outside her apartment she goes up to her apartment um i don't I I don't know if Ollie clarified this already, but Edward's still a vampire. He's not like magically human. So he still has his super hearing, his super smell, his ability to read minds, his super (laughs) strength, etc. She goes up to her apartment. I guess he doesn't care enough to consider the fact that there's someone in her apartment. She gets stabbed. He doesn't smell anything or hear anything for whatever reason. She puts on a red jacket to cover it and hopes Edward doesn't notice and goes back down <laughs> and meets up with him and hands him the files 
almost like nothing happened. And then he's like, oh, are you bleeding? After he's they like, have a whole conversation. He's like, are you all right? You look pale as a I know. And it's like, aren't you a vampire? Can't you smell this? No. And he's like, I don't know. I probably lost a lot of blood. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I stabbed. And then she collapses. And he's like, holy crap. <laughs> I thought that was very weird. And then also in court cases, don't the, uh, doesn't the, uh, the DA and the prosecutor, doesn't everyone have access to the same information, the same evidence? Yes. So what did Bella have? Unless it's not admissible in court. Oh. So maybe she had additional information that wasn't, Okay. Yeah, I, I I doubt that the person who wrote this has a lot of knowledge on the criminal justice system. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully they watched all 10 seasons of Criminal Minds and all of the Law and Orders. <laughs> my comment against the author or anything like that, but like, yes, like when detectives like have information, they have to give it to both attorneys. Yeah. And like, there's nothing actually that bella could have shown edward that he shouldn't have already had access to yeah so it's like i don't know if she just wanted to like talk to him and like try to convince him of it or what maybe they're implying that edward didn't read any of the evidence maybe (laughs) well after you read the end of the story i could believe that yes (laughs) kind of ruined a lot of the story for me (laughs) oh edward sorry i I just wanted to call attention to that because i thought it was kind of ridiculous i think we should uh, yeah definitely we'll discuss the epilogue um further further down in the story or further on in the where where was i in the story so we're at Uh, we're when bella's in the hospital and then edward and jacob have their man off yeah and then so in the hospital, here's something that I thought was silly. Um, the hospital. So Bella's been stabbed in the stomach. Uh, she lost a lot of blood. She was out for a long time. She has stitches now. Um, she wakes up and she gets released from the hospital like two hours later. <laughs> well, maybe she was sleeping her entire recovery time and she just woke up. That's not how hospitals work. Like, <laughs> you can't just leave two hours after waking up from major abdominal surgery. Like, they gotta keep you for a while. Well, I mean, this is Seattle. Seattle has the most advanced medical technology Seattle. in the United States. Probably at Harborview. And it's, <laughs> like, not Shout out. So, did we go over the hospital completely? I don't know. Did anything else happen? At the hospital? Is it important? I don't... Oh, well, Edward took Bella home to her home. Yeah. So, or to, to the coal house here? Or no, to this, this before that. He took her home to her place. And then he, like, took care of her. And then they did the thing. I don't remember what happened in that scene. You don't remember? He took her home. He cooked for her. 
And then she was like going to work and he had food ready for her when she got home, like a house husband. And then I mean, they confessed their love for each other. And then they boned down and they had the awkward thing that Poppy's story had where it's like. It was significantly less awkward in this story than it was in mine. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> they were equally awkward to me. I can't, I don't remember, I, I read this a little while ago, so my details of the story is probably a little more hazy, You're so if you guys want to talk about that scene, I know. That's about all I know about that scene, is what I said. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember too much about that scene, I just remember I'm going to the colon house. Later on, uh, as the story goes on, uh, Wicker you know, makes it known to Bella that he will come after her again. So Bella and Edward um, travel off to the Colon house uh, for better protection. And um, during this time, Bella and Edward become a little bit closer. And um, at the Colon house, when they arrive, um, Bella sees Alice for the first time in like six years. And they're super cute together going over the past years and what they've been doing in the meantime. And it's at the Colin house where Belle and Edward, you know, they still have feelings for each other. They still love each other. And Bella opens up more and tells Edward of her, um, you know, her dark past, her very destructive past. Um, and their bond just continues from there. Um, and the story then takes us to kind of towards the end. And I'm glossing over a lot of things. The worker does come back after um, after Bella and Edward. I think they're at Bella's house or Bella's apartment. And Edward leaves Bella because she's having some sort of food poison. And she's feeling really ill. And Edward offers to go to the convenience store to fix some things up for her. So he leaves and um, Wicker shows up at the front door and attacks Bella. Um, he he shoots her in the abdomen. Um, but Bella, being this cool FBI agent, Bella, shoots him twice. Uh, first she shoots him in the in the hip, but that doesn't stop him. So he continues coming after her and she then um, shoots him in the heart. But before that, um, the wicker shoots her in the side, and she's bleeding a lot. And she, she kind of shouts for Edward, and apparently, potentially, he hears her and he comes back. And he asks her for permission to turn her because she is dying, and there's a lot of blood loss going on. So Bella responds and says yes, turn me. I've wanted this since I was 17. And so then Edward turns her. And um, from there, we kind of get the happily ever after. And in the epilogue, as the story just closes, um, they get married. And it's in the epilogue that Edward admits something um, that he had researched her and knew that she was an FBI agent and had taken the wicker 
um, as a, um, what would you call him? The client? Suspect? As a client. And had only taken that position as his defense attorney was to get to know Bella more. Or to get to see her or have an excuse to see her again. And she's apparently very cool with this, which was surprising. She's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Which I feel like in the beginning, she if she had learned this, she'd be very upset. But in the end, everything's very happy and all butterflies. And she's like, okay, that's great. Well, I mean, she's stuck with him forever now. Well, she is stuck with him forever. She's got to accept it. But I would yeah. think she'd be upset. Like the beginning, she a hundred percent would have been upset. But at the by the end, they're married, and he she's like, "Well, I would have still been super depressed if you hadn't done that." So thanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So one thing about the last scene where she kills Jerry Wicker, as we discussed, Edward's a vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How and this guy was his client, so he knows like what he smells like because yeah. he's a vampire. I didn't even think about that. Why didn't he smell this guy coming? Yeah, if he's close enough where he can run surveillance on who's coming and going in the house, I mean, like, unless how far away is the convenience store that he was going to, you know. But- I know, but Edward coming out, he should have, like, picked up this guy's scent. Like, yeah, oh, snap, also, it's that you know, guy. Mind reading. Yeah, yeah, and mind reading, like, reading the He intentions. was in Bella's house. Yeah. He it's wasn't in her true. house the whole time. No, no, I mean, when when he, she first got stabbed, he was in the house. I mean, he, he was, was in the- at, Edward was at the front door. He was in, like, the parking garage. Yeah, Um, Edward was in the parking uh, garage that time, and he didn't know exactly which unit Bella lived in, so I can understand him not catching that he was there, but you think he'd smell him or something? I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. The way I read it, it sounded to me like he was literally at the front door, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So in this story, Jacob never became a werewolf because the colons left before all the werewolves started shifting. Is that kind of the idea of why jacob doesn't have werewolf powers yeah it was never explained in the story but it was explained in the author's notes oh i didn't even read the author's notes for for this one oh okay so author's notes for everybody hey guys just want to let you know this is one of my first times writing a fanfic so i'm getting the hang of things you guys should know that jacob is not a werewolf in this reality the Cullen's absence was soon enough that Jacob never transformed. Okay, so that that was my thing. I don't know. I just, I felt like Edward could have been, I like that the author acknowledged that Edward's a vampire, but I feel like Edward could have been more vampy. Not like vampy as in goth, but more. I mean, what got me was like, what happened to the Edward that didn't want, like, I mean, he wanted to, have sex with Bella, but he didn't want to hurt her. Where did that go? You know, they just like yeah. they got together and they just did it on the floor, and and she's got this major abdominal wound, and he just doesn't care. Like I guess, <laughs> maybe the stab wound wasn't as bad as we think it is. Like 
the stitches like she got so upset that she's like literally blacked out for an hour in the story but i mean it could, it could have been just mainly blood loss and it wasn't like you know anything vital was damaged you know because i mean you just... get you get oh, stitches oh, when you cut your hand open no i mean yeah. after she gets back from the hospital when edward's taking care of her they like fight and then she blacks out from her wound and he has oh. to he he was about to leave and then he has to stay to take care of her I don't remember that. I thought it was just Edward coddling her and treating her like she was a baby. I I, I agree. I agree with you that he wasn't very vampire-y. I'm not going to say vampy. That's dumb. He was very vampy. But like, yeah, I mean, you expect a certain level of vampirism. Even in Twilight, like there's a, there's, there's a, there's a rule book that Stephanie Meyer created and Edward seems kind of crap at it. <laughs> he does, but it seems like he was better at it in Twilight than he is in this. Yeah, it's like they they wanted to make an AU where everybody was just a regular person, but was like, mm, no, let's make him a vampire at the last minute. I almost want to rewrite this. <laughs> and And like actually make this the noir crime novel that i wish it was yeah because <laughs> I, I i do like the concept of this i like criminal minds meets twilight um yeah someone else write a better it- version of this where edward oh. is more of a because i could see like edward could do some really cool stuff like using his vampire powers to get ahead on the case or something the thing I don't understand is, I mean, they tried to, they like tried to explain it away. Like, how did Edward think that this guy was innocent? Or did he not really think that he was innocent and was just trying to get closer to Bella? Like, yeah. he, he said at the beginning that his mind was clear. But, but the like, thing yeah, about Edward's power is a bunch of people. he can only see surface thoughts. No, but that's the thing. Like, this murderer dude doesn't know that edward can read i know he doesn't know that so you think he'd think about it but maybe to make himself seem innocent he just naturally was able to not think about the fact that he's guilty i don't know it seems very far-fetched very far it's like a major plot hole how did edward not read this guy's like he read his mind and didn't think that he did it and it's like well what you talk about <laughs> I know this is Edward, the one character that reads minds. Yeah. I thought he was just lying, you know, because like in the end when he admits like he was trying to get closer to her, like I think he knew that he was, you know, a, the killer. Then I mean, he knew he woman. was the killer. Why did he why was he fine with him stabbing Bella and then shooting her? Well, he wasn't fine he wasn't with it. With that. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, he let it happen. He's like, oh, I didn't know he'd do that. It's like, really? You can read his yeah. mind. That's true. It's like, the thing is, is that the author didn't explain in the epilogue. So in the epilogue, the author explains that Edward took the case just to get closer to Bella, but they didn't clarify whether or not 
Edward was lying about him thinking that the killer was innocent. So, like, what's that about? I feel like this would have been a better story if, like, Edward knew the guy was guilty, but he wanted Bella that bad. That would have been a more compelling character. Yeah, he let this guy do this stuff. And that he, like, antagonized Bella partially through the investigation to kind of establish some sort of rapport. Because he caved really quickly after taking on the case. Like, the minute she walks into the courtroom and leaves, he's like, Ugh, sorry, man, I know you're my client, but I gotta go deal with something. Well, okay, so that's another thing, that this is more of a writing thing, but... Things happened so fast in this fan. Yes. Like, with that scene, I think that it was Bella, because Bella said, oh, no, I have to be here for an hour. Let me leave. It didn't actually say that she left. So it's like, until suddenly Edward's talking to her. So it's like, well, did she wait that hour for her to and like muster it out in the courtroom or did she just leave and Edward followed her let her have her panic attack yeah let me have my panic attack in peace well that brings a good point of like discussing uh, Bella's character change of like kind of dropping the Bella and being as Isabella and like pretty much she's a totally different person of when Edward met her yeah that's true yeah, I thought that was, yeah, she she totally became a totally different person, and I thought it was kind of stupid that she kept trying to correct Edward, be like, my name's not Bella, it's Isabella. Yeah. And, like, Jacob was super, like, down, I guess. I mean, I I would think Jacob, of all people, would not encourage this, like, reckless behavior of hers. Yeah. But. Yeah, he is like, he hears Bella, no, he hears Edward call Bella, Bella. And he's like, um, why does Edward get to call you Bella and no one else gets to call you Bella anymore? And she's like, old habits die hard. And that's the only explanation. <laughs> um, but so she starts going by Bella, or no, he starts going by Isabella because she wants to get rid of any trace of Edward in her life. Yeah. Um, and Edward called her Bella. And so she's like, whatever, I'll start saying Isabella. Everyone has to call me Isabella now, so. So we kind of went over the characters. Um, and we did go over briefly the, the setting for Seattle. Uh, so what about the writing? I think that I think it was pretty well written. Um, it had a pretty solid timeline of events going on. Like they didn't really skip around, and there wasn't too much inconsistency of like, like questioning what was happening. Um, I think it went by very quick. Each chapter, there's like something was happening, and then in the next chapter, there was a, t- a different scene. But I think overall um it was a consistent timeline and you clearly understood what was going on without the author doing too much explanation or describing um what was going down 
Yeah, yeah, like her. The, sorry, the author, uh, her, like writing and like grammar and stuff was fine. I just think that you didn't go into detail very well. You know, it's like like I said before, everything happened really fast. Like, like with when Wicker came to kill Bella the second time. Um, it was like, Wicker's there! Bella has her gun! Wicker shoots her! Or, or, Bella shoots Wicker! Wicker shoots Bella! And then Bella kills him, and then it's done. It's like, three lines. And yeah. Boom! Done! I'm like, whoa! <laughs> that was really fast. But, um, yeah. I just think that the author could have gone into more detail about what was happening. And it would have been... More yeah, flat. I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of like fan fiction stories. As soon as you know the author is nearing the end of the story, they wrap things up really quickly. Yeah. But I felt that throughout the whole thing, just everything happened in like rapid succession, and mm-hmm. yeah, I just think that it was like too fast. I don't know. I wasn't too impressed with the writing. It seemed like everything was really on the nose with the way it was written. Um, trying to like go back through and look at things, but yeah, I I didn't get very much emotion from the writing, considering that Bella's um kind of struggling with being strong around Edward and everything the way that the author wrote it was just very much like like Poppy said this happened that happened that it was just like it was just hitting points to get the story moving um mm-hmm. and i couldn't necessarily like latch on to anything on an emotional level did you guys get that sense yeah. Reading it even yeah. just like on an emotional level. Yeah. I skimmed. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think like Bella's struggles didn't mean much to me reading this because the way that her struggles are written seem very, I don't know. It just didn't seem like the, the way the author wrote it, there wasn't as much weight as I would expect to someone's inner psyche thinking about these things. Maybe in third person it would make more sense, but in first person, mm-hmm. I feel like it should be more dramatic. Like you'd even think when she was in that final showdown with Wicker, there would be like a sense of fear for her life or of regret for something or a wish to like, I wish Edward and I could have been more or something like that. Because a lot of things flash through your mind when you're so, what oh i was gonna say um so you you would if there was more like internal dialogue yeah i just been? i just i just feel like for a story that was in first person it felt like it was written in third person and replaced with i yeah, yeah. if that makes I, sense I see that because mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm in yeah. reading a first person story, it should it should hit a little harder and be a little more um, personable. 
but I I didn't get that vibe from this. Doesn't I mean the writing was bad. It just it's not what I'd expect from a first person perspective. Yeah, I feel like they did a lot of like glossing over yeah. certain scenes where you you wish you could kind of understand more of that character, or maybe it's just like character development. There there was kind of I think it was lacking. Yeah, like I said, I skimmed. I got through to like chapter four or five, and I was like, hmm. Uh, do I want to finish this? I did, I did. Um, but it, there was just no investment, nothing to get invested in, which is sad because it's a good premise. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I think it's a great premise. I think, um, like Poppy mentioned earlier with her panic attacks, if those like hit harder, I think mm-hmm. that that could be, um, an interesting plot point that she's like, I have to really try and function as an FBI agent, but I have these things that trigger me and they're really Uh, keeping me from being successful in what I'm doing. But the way that the author wrote it, it, it seemed like a a weird plot device mm -hmm. um, that didn't really, that it, it didn't really cause any struggles for, I mean, I guess it kind of caused struggles, but at the same time, it didn't because they were glossing over um, what was going on with her. Yeah, Bella was just she was she's a, even in the Twilight books, she was a frustrating character. And in this, it's, I feel like she had a lot of ups and downs. And then you just didn't understand how the she down went from one to part. the other. Yeah. Yeah. And it just it just kind of kind of threw me out of the story a little bit. Just because I couldn't relate, because I couldn't understand her. Yeah, I couldn't relate to her. But that's why imagining uh, Shamar Moore is uh, Jacob helped. Because <laughs> <laughs> in those scenes, I thought of him, and it helped pull me through the story. I think maybe if the entire story, if Shamar Moore is Jacob, was just standing next to her in each scene, I would have been a little more invested. <laughs> but yeah it it was just a little tough for me but the concept is great yeah that's the thing is the concept is awesome yeah like pirates execution like pirate pirate werewolf vampire boys great concept execution (laughs) needed some help help. so do you think they stuck to the fandom very well I mean they stuck to it think like we didn't we don't like this whole thing takes place many years after like Edward leaves her a new moon so it takes place six years after that so it's like it it could have happened in the books if that no like it i mean no it stuck to it relatively well but it was an au so yeah yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Ollie. No, I was agreeing. Like, I think they stuck to it pretty well. The characters felt like the characters from the Twilight. Um, just if things had turned a different way, um, I could totally see this. You know, being a different alternative ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I, I it could be an alternate universe future 
So are the Cullens supposed to be broke in this That's story? That's what he was saying. Or they had a big oh. investment went under and he oh, needed yeah. to get him some money. So he's, he's working as a, a lawyer. Which lawyer. is crazy. Because I can imagine if you're hundreds of years old, vampires, playing the stock market is not difficult. Yeah. To which they also, Carlisle's a doctor. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, what do you do that? Like, just be a doctor somewhere else if you can't be it in Forks anymore. Why is Edward a doctor or a nurse or something? Edward can't, because Carlisle can like control himself around blood. Edward can't really. Um, He could be a psychiatric nurse. Good. Um, But it's like. May still involve blood. (laughs) So it was like, he kept saying the family, like, like they, the company that the family was in, like got bought out or something like that, and I have no idea what they were talking about. Like, what company? What are you talking about Carlisle's a doctor. Like, I don't understand. I mean, they probably had all kinds of side hustles. Maybe after but... all those years. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. could have, he could have started a company. Someone else could have taken it over, and he was still a shareholder. So they were yeah. making profits off of it. Or just do what billionaires do these days anyway, and just have offshore accounts and show companies. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. hard. You're hundreds of years old, buddy. Someone probably found out about a shell company and shut it down. Yeah. It was just super vague. Like, yeah. Like, I think it was supposed to be. The story was very vague on yeah, the things that true. mattered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But on the scale of fan fiction writers, how do you think this author scales? Average. Average. Pretty average. It's much better than some of the fan fictions I've read, but it's it's not not as amazing. Not as good as like the best fan fictions. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like the way I grade like these fan fictions is like, well, it wasn't terrible, so (laughs) it was it was good enough to read. Well, like on on Tristan's story that we did last week, I was like surprisingly impressed with how that one was written compared to the general the general um, pool of Twilight writers. But this one is I'm very picky. (laughs) But this one is like, uh, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horribly written. It was it was average for the fandom. How about we? Uh, how about we give this 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 story a rating before we get completely suckered into <laughs> whatever we're Wait, doing? Wait, but do we have? Are there any other questions or topics the story sparks? Um, I think we went over it. If yeah. I'm honest, did we go over everything? I think, I think so. We talked about the terrible ending. Well, not terrible ending, but like I mean, know. average. Average, average for the fandom. It's very yes. This is a very average for the fandom story. Yeah. Well, I do I do want to point out, uh Bella said at one point, I quoted it, um, she goes, uh since Edward came back, I've been hanging out with Jacob Bless. He keeps getting mad at me. And at that point in the story, that had only happened one time. And it's like, what do you mean? He keeps getting mad at you. It happened once. <laughs> I will say that it seems like Jacob definitely matured in this story. Oh, 100%. Because the I love the characterization he, in this. 
the way I think he's my favorite character, not just because I imagine him as being Shamar Moore playing Derek Morgan, but because <laughs> he wasn't necessarily pushy. He would like kind of say okay. his case, but then Bella would say something and he'd be like, okay, I'm backing off. Like yeah. he got it. He understood, which I appreciated because in these other stories, like Jacob is like way too pushy, but in this, he like definitely matured. He, mm-hmm. um, tolerated edward in a mature way in the hospital they went at it just a tiny bit but he's like okay this is the guy you're picking bella i'm not crazy about it but i'm here for you Uh, mm -hmm. and i can totally totally put myself into jacob's shoes with the whole like i love you but we'll just be friends forever yeah and it's not friend zoning does not exist i want to make that very clear (laughs) it does not exist if if you go into a friendship wanting a relationship out of it, then it's just not, no. But if you, I don't know, I just, I've been in Jacob's shoes, and it's not easy, but it's one of the most fulfilling kind of relationships. Because you both love each other, but you're just like, yes, we are best friends now. I mean, it shows you how much your love can grow and mature with somebody independent of romance. And isn't that ultimately the kind of love that keeps married couples and stuff together? Like that human to human soulmate-ness. Like all of us, we love each other. And you guys are like my three soulmates. Platonic Aww. soulmates. Love you too, hon. You're all my platonic life partners. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, that's almost like we talk about dying in a shag together. And <laughs> it sounds really weird. Shags are um, senior living homes oh, in the okay. United States. Oh, my God. Every time I see one of their vans go by, I, I giggle. Yeah. So like, we, we've joked about all like getting apartments in a shag next to each other. So like we're we're lifetime friends, but that's cool that he is, um, embracing that about their relationship, like taking that yeah. love and push putting it in a, a more constructive, helpful direction for their relationship. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But as a reader, I felt bad. Like I, I'm like, you guys will never be together, even though he like loves her, but. You know, you kind of want them to be together. I kind of feel like Jacob That's dodged a bullet there. I mean, yes, but you In feel this for scenario, him. I'm, I mean, I guess I feel for him, but he's Shamar Moore, so he's going to get whatever he wants eventually. He's Shamar Moore. He deserves everything he He would deserves ever want. better he deserves than Bella. He deserves he, better. So I, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't Google that guy when we were talking about it earlier. I just did. Um, hi. Hi. I know, oh, wow. right? Solid 10. Solid 11. Give me 15. Oh my god. I know, right? <laughs> Doesn't that make the story, like, five points better? Oh yeah, 100%. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I think that was the last topic. I think we're point. good. I think we're good after that. <laughs> Do we all want to start giving our ratings? Yes. Who would like to go first? Why don't you start since it's your story? Okay. Um. So, out of the 
the sparkles, I would give maybe like a 2.8. Oh, ooh. Yes, it's, it's almost a three. Um, Genre-wise, this is exactly something I would read in my off time. Like, I love a good crime romance. Um, and there was, you know, murder and, you know, there was a plot line to this story, which I really appreciated. Um, characters were a little frustrating. I can always, you know, see where they were coming from. Um, but overall it wasn't terrible. And I, I was able to read this, you know, in one sitting. Um, so, you know, readability was fine for me, but just the characters are what bothered me most of the story. So I would give it like a two. What did I say? 2.9? I'm going to stick with that. 2.8 sparkles. 2.8? Cool. Alright, I'll go next. Um, I liked it. I didn't. Ugh. I skimmed. Uh, but I will give it a 2.5. You know, it was good. It had a good premise. Um, I really could have used more crime, more romance, and more Jacob, and I would have. It would have been like five out of five. But as an Edward and Bella story, I have read so much worse. And the like I said, the premise was good. It just need a little bit more editing, work a little bit more fleshing out. But I think it was. I think it was good. And I. Um, I also give it 2.5 sparkles out of 5. Um, yeah, yeah, like, everyone else said it, like, it was, it was really a good premise, um, but it just needed more detail, and the author just needed to slow down a little bit with how they wrote. Um, yeah. Yeah, I will give this story two sparkles. Um, I like the premise. The characters were frustrating. And um, I just had a hard time connecting with it. But Jacob was great. And uh, <laughs> I'm like considering giving an extra 0.5 for Jacob. But I think the fact that he was Shamar Moore in my head is where that 0.5 is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so um i'll just stick with the two he is definitely skewing my score though <laughs> um should we read some reviews yes oh sure totally forgot about that yes we should read yeah, reviews um like Car carolyn wolf says thank you for sharing your writing i was happy to read about the twilight characters in another setting where they all where they still got their happy ever after one suggestion, I would change Emmett's pronouncement to be husband and wife as opposed to the one in the story, which has a different feel. I think in the story they said man and wife? Did they say man and wife? No. What an interesting detail to um, yeah. fix it to on. Add. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. Of, of all the things in this story. I don't know. Okay, I've got one. Uh, who actually completely agreed with us which is nice to see you know as not seeing it uh-huh before we we gave our uh ratings guilty pleasure 82 commented interesting premise love the google joke 
I'm finding it just the tiniest bit confusing to follow, though. Uh, scenes keep jumping, and I'm not sure what's happening. Thank you. And then Taylor says, who calls her Isabella? <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the one up top with, with Daisy Grace. How could the calls be broke by bad investments? What about Alice? <laughs> Wait, yeah, she can see the future. <laughs> maybe That's there was so maybe there was a werewolf investor that ruined it for him. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that was one of the things that Edward was lying about. Maybe the Colons weren't really broke. I don't know. Oh, and then guest said, "So the family ran low on money. Guess Alice will have to stop the waste." What? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just want to point out, and I love it, that Mary Mary 123 is commenting on every chapter, and it's so sweet. Is yeah. she just saying oh. really nice stuff? Yeah. Good job. You know, sometimes she's saying, I don't understand. Here we go. Chapter 7. I get what happened. I just don't understand in real life stuck in a memory. Oh, well, this is fiction. But she's comment or they are commenting on every chapter, and I think that's sweet. Oh. You know, sometimes you need a person who just says something. Yeah. Uh-huh. She said, or they said on, in chapter four, you write well, just write your story, don't give up on lack of reviews. Trust me, I read a lot. Good chapters for John. Oh. No. That's so nice. Everybody needs a cheerleader, and that's very yeah. sweet. Thanks, Mary Mary123. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love how all these comms are just very supportive. Yeah. That's I always that's feel like there always has to be one troll, but there I have not seen anyone really troll any of these stories. It's very supportive. I think that's one of the best things about publishing fanfic on like this site, um, or archive of our own, is that you just get the support. Yeah. And even yeah. if you get one or two comments, they're not bad. Okay. Now we gotta we gotta pick a new fanfiction. Well, we gotta say which which story we liked best for the Twilight series. My pick's easy. Yeah. Is it? I like Tristan's the best. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I like mine the best. Wow, (laughs) self-important much. Super not trying to do that, but I liked mine the best. <laughs> no, I have I have to agree. I liked Poppy's the best. No, I agree too. Solely for Jasper. Of yeah. course. Yeah, it was a super good I mean I read it more than once. It was a great pick. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool Yay. Poppy. Yeah. You won the Twilight and you're the Man, the most winner, knowledgeable about Twilight among all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wish Twilight I had a little cool. You dominated crown to put on your handle. Discord icon. Little crown. <laughs> cool. All right. Shall we uh, roll the dice? Yeah, wow. I have the random number generator ready. I'm so excited. And All so, right, one, so just so everyone knows, this is the last episode of this season before the holiday. But we will be starting back up again in February. Um, and our pick um for February is oh God. Drum roll. what is number twenty? Star Wars. Oh, oh we have Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> a terrible pick. 
Star Wars is all right. I don't know anything about Star Wars, but well, no okay. Do I? That'll all be right. an adventure. It's gonna be great. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fan Fiction Book Club. Our pick this week was A Lot Has Changed in Six Years by Anna Carroll 1003. You can find this story and more of the author's work on fanfiction.net. Theme song is Funkorama by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin's music on incompetechfilmmusic.io slash artists slash Kevin Dash McLeod. The works discussed on the Fanfiction Book Club are not our own. All characters mentioned belong to the original authors. Oh. Bye! <laughs>